So the other month I was given an opportunity to dive onto a chat with Sai, who is known as Smart Cherry on YouTube. He's an Indian content creator and he wanted to have a chat with me about the business, about what we do and all that kind of stuff. So if you've never really heard my story or you want to hear a little bit more of an insight into some of the stuff that I've done in the past, well, you might want to listen to this podcast today. This is me chatting with Smart Cherry last month. The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints, and great content ideas. I'm great. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Loving the hair. So I thought to introduce you to my audience. Mm-hmm. So can you please introduce yourself to my audience? Yeah, sure. No worries. Um, so I'm Simon Scholes. Um, I'm a former athlete, international athlete, former radio and TV presenter in the UK. Um, and I run now a visual marketing agency uh, specializing in video animation content for brands and businesses globally um, for their social media. So it could be short form content, long form content, all t- sorts of types of things. So uh, your full time job is? That is my full time job. It's my own business. So uh, the business is called Perception Studios. And yeah, so we, we specialize in that. And then I have my own personal brand. Uh, where I try and help as many people as I can understand what they can do with their brand, their business for free. Um, So a lot of people think you have to spend a lot of money to make content when actually we've got the most powerful tool in the world in our back pocket, our mobile phones. So you can use your mobile phone to make any piece of content, be it a blog, a video, a podcast, everything. So I try and teach people how they can do that for free. And then when they've got some money to spend, they can come spend it with us or go and spend it with somebody else. I don't mind. So you're, you're into too many fields, podcast, uh, news presentation, and uh, social media. Uh. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I never, I, I did the news a little bit, but um, I was more just a, a general presenter. So I did um, a lot of sports TV shows, obviously due to my background as being an athlete. Um, and then the radio side of things, I was just generally a presenter, play music and, and talk in between the songs, which was, was good fun. So you, are, so you are an author too. You wrote a book? That's right. Yeah. Um, so basically a few years ago, um, my dad passed away. And when he passed away, I found out a lot of things about my dad that I didn't actually know. And they were all good. There was nothing bad. Um, but my dad was a, an engineer. He was a chief engineer in the Merchant Navy. And when I was letting people know that he'd sadly passed away, a lot of people were coming back and saying, wow, I'm really sorry to hear that. I wouldn't be doing what I do now if it wasn't for your dad. He was a great teacher. And so I was, it kind of got me thinking, what kind of legacy do I want to leave behind? Do I want to be Perception Studios, a business that creates videos for people just because everybody thinks they should have a video for their business? Or do I actually want to be the person who goes, actually, do you really need a video? Do you need a video for your website? Do I, do I want to call out all the, the shysters a little bit? So I started realizing that I actually wanted to help people a lot more than I possibly already was. I I was doing as much as I could at the time, but I could always do more. We can always do more to help each other out. And so I started to do a lot more in the line of trying to help people. I was doing a lot more talks about it. And it became quite obvious that a lot of the brands that I wanted to work with, the smaller businesses, didn't have the money to spend on having content created for them. So I came up basically with a process which I called How to Nine Times Your Social Media. And it's a process that is everything from planning e-content through to podcasting. There's a whole bunch of stuff that goes in between as well. And I turned it into a book. I'd written loads of blogs. So what I did was I just took my blogs, put them into one big document and bastardized it a little bit, turned it into a book. 
um, and released that, and it went to number one on Amazon, which was pretty cool. And yeah, the rest is history, really. Uh, so yeah, no, it's um, it's it it was hard work, but it, it was it was good fun in the process as well. So when did you start your own company, and uh, what is the on a company name? Uh, so um, I was working radio still, um, and this will be seven years ago now. Um, and I was working for a company, and we provided in-store radio and visual products for uh, brands like IKEA and Burberry and people like that. So I was working with some really big names. Um, but video was always a bit of a passion of mine and somebody else that I worked with. So we started the business while we were still working there um, and just creating videos for small businesses locally, that kind of thing. And we called ourselves Perception Studios. Um, and then about three years later, um, I just I, I decided I was going to leave the business where I was working. Um, and so I went off on my own. And so that's that's been it, really. And the, my partner, he went off to to do his thing. He was a, a voiceover artist. So he went off to concentrate on that. So we, we went our separate ways. We're still friends. But um, yeah, so I went on to, to push being perception studios and and doing what we do now really and just i've been very lucky along the way of meeting people who i know and working with brands like pepsi and mountain dew and walkers and agencies uh, from around the globe and just being very lucky to to do a lot of the stuff that i've done present um, a, a radio show um so I, I i've worked on on several different radio stations around the uk um, I started on a, a network called Galaxy, which is no longer existing anymore, sadly. Um, and then I went to work for a radio station called Viking FM, which was in Hull, and that was part of a huge conglomerate. Um, I did some internet radio. Um, I came, moved down south, closer to London, because I'm from a place called Hull in Yorkshire. Um, and so I moved down south to be closer to London um, and worked on a few radio stations down here. Then I work, started working for the company who did in-store radio and I was there for a long time. I was there for nearly 10 years um, and did a, a multitude of jobs there. As well as being a presenter, I was running services, running radio stations, um, being like the, the presenter boss kind of thing, helping them understand what they can do better, what they could do less of, that kind of thing. Um, and then I was head of production, head of music, all sorts of stuff. So um, I've had a varied career. So you have a good voice. <laughs> Do you reckon? Uh, a lot of people in this country would say it's far too northern. So, <laughs> I think you are in the right place. Uh, hopefully so. Um, a, lo a lot of people used to say to me, you've got the perfect face for radio, Simon. So how how everything started? You are into multiple fields and it is not a small uh, thing uh, to manage. No, not at all. Um, I mean... I, I think I've, when, I, when I was first started in radio, I was doing a business degree um, and I was training to try and achieve um, qualification for the Olympics. I got a serious injury to my knee um, and some friends of mine said, oh, do you fancy doing the university radio station? So that's kind of how I, I got into doing radio was through university and some friends of mine just happened to fall into it. Um, and I just thought this is far easier than having a proper job. So that's kind of what I did. I kept pushing on the radio side of things. Um, thankfully, managed to do some TV as well, which was great uh, while I was doing it. Um, and then, like, obviously, social media came around. It had been around for a while with things like Yahoo forums and stuff like that, which I'd used in the past. Um, and then it came really into its own when MySpace hit and things like that. Um, so I had a, an understanding of of um, of social media. Never really had a huge amount of success on it personally, um, because I was a little bit my waters were a bit mudded. Um, but as I've got older and understood more about marketing and and taken more of what I've learned from my degree and 
what I've learned from some of the big um, people that I've worked with in, in industry, people like Christopher Bailey from Burberry and his team and people like Ingvar Krampiad from IKEA, the founder of IKEA and, and his team and people like that, being able to learn from those people who were at the top of their game uh, meant I've been able to take all those learnings and mash them into one and understand more about how social media works and how it should work and, and what people need to do. Um, and it seems that thankfully what I talk about when I get up on stage and when I do interviews like this and my own podcast and that kind of thing seems to be stuff lots of other people are talking about now as well. People like, um, like uh, Rob Moore, who's a, a UK guru, Gary Vaynerchuk, people like that, Grant Cardone. Um, they're all talking about the same kind of thing, which is, Give some value, be consistent with it, um, don't try and oversell, and hopefully things will come your way eventually. But consistency definitely is the key. So what is the difference that you observed? Because you worked in radio and uh, you was into TV and uh, you are in social media and you, are, you started podcast and you are into writing. You wrote a book. Um, what's the difference? Oh, blimey. Okay. Um, so it, it, it kills me to say this because I am a huge fan of radio but and, and audio as a whole because I, I think... Audio is probably one of the most frictionless forms of content available. You can listen to audio anywhere. You have to sit down and read a blog. You have to sit down and watch a video. You have to sit down and scroll through your social media to see a picture on Instagram. But audio, you can listen anywhere. Um, but I truly believe radio is dying. Um, the, the problem for a lot of radio stations, I don't know what, what it's like elsewhere in the world, like where you are. Uh, Australia seems to be getting it right and America seems to get it right. But in the UK... It seems to be like they want to be your pod. They want to be your iPhone. They want to be the, the music player, but actually, radio is there to entertain. Radio is there to inform and keep people engaged. And music isn't going to do that because they can just turn on Spotify or they can just go to their iTunes account or Amazon Music and listen to music. So, I, th I think music, sad uh, radio is very sadly on its way out. And um, there are people who are recognizing this and creating community radio stations so that's a good thing um television again um why would you watch live tv you can watch recorded tv you've got netflix you've got amazon prime you've got apple tv all these different formats of watching television where the good shows generally are uh, i mean bridgerton which was a huge success for netflix recently is a prime example of that i mean They've had something ridiculous, like nearly 100 million downloads of the TV show worldwide. Well, there's no TV show on the planet that would ever get that, even if it was subsidized globally. So I, th I think um, I, th I think even TV is it, it's kind of it's going to have to reinvent itself. It's going to have to understand what it what it has to do to be different, because advertising on television is so expensive and it's not worth it especially when you can spend a thousand pounds on this thing on Facebook ads, which will then also go out onto Instagram ads. And if you know what you're doing, you'll be targeted specifically to the person you want to talk to. Whereas television, number one, you can't target it specifically to the person you want to talk to, but also what's the first thing you do when the adverts come on the TV, you pick this up or you go to the bathroom and take this with you, or you go and make a cup of tea and you take this with you. So the attention's there. The attention's not on the television screen. So I think TV and radio really need to kind of reinvent themselves massively. Um, I think other formats, um, it's, it's going to be difficult for them to reinvent themselves. Um, newspapers kind of going online, Kindle, that kind of stuff. Um, 
but still people like to have that physical thing. Um, I love physical books. I don't actually sit and read books anymore. I listen to audio books because like I say, audio is a frictionless form of content, but um, I do, I do love a, a proper book and that kind of stuff. So I think print probably is going to stay the way it is, but I think radio and TV really definitely need to reinvent themselves um, or just become cheaper because they are very expensive to advertise on. So about writing books, mm-hmm. podcasts? Uh, um, so the writer, yeah, I mean, writing writing a book and, and stuff like that was um, was interesting. It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't always come naturally to some people to, to write a book. Um, I think for me, I was, I was very lucky at, because one of the things I, I try and in, influence people to do or encourage people to do when they work with me is to do blogging. Um, blogging is is for me a doorway to content. It's something we can all do. We can all sit down and write, whether we can write a thousand words or we can write a bunch of bullet points. It doesn't really matter. We can all effectively write something. Now, grammar doesn't need to be perfect. In fact, some would say, get your grammar wrong because then you get the, the grammar people coming out and saying, oh, that's wrong. And it's actually quite good for the analytics of your of your blog. Um, but if you can write a blog, then you can take what you've written in a blog and just expand on it. And that becomes the book, that kind of thing. Um, podcasting, I think, is it's, even coming from somebody who runs a video agency, a visual marketing agency, podcasting is just so powerful. Um, and it's just going to get bigger and bigger. Um, it, it, it feels strange to me that people are saying this is the year of the podcast, because for me, podcasting started a decade ago. Absolutely amazing because audio has always been a massive opportunity for people. And then when people could get copies of MP3s and put them onto websites for people to listen to, when when that kind of technology came about about 10, 15 years ago, um, that's when podcasting really started for me. Um, and so it, it's quite strange that people say, oh, now is, now is the time of the podcast. I think it was a long time ago. I think just now people are starting to understand the power of it so you are into all these things and as a communicator as an observer as a speaker as a as a person who expresses always all, through all these mediums mm-hmm. so so what do you what do you uh, what is the best thing that uh, you tell about yourself as a communicator uh, oh blimey what is the best thing about me as a communicator um i, I think um for, for me and this is something quite a lot of people say, and excuse my, excuse my language, but this is what other people say about me, is they tend to say, Simon, you cut through the shit. So I'd, I'd, I'd kind of, I'd, yeah, I'd, I, don't, I don't mince my words. Um, there was one company I sat down and, and worked with, and they came to me for, for help with their Instagram feed. And I, I'd gone through it, and I'd, I'd, I knew what I was going to tell them. Uh, and basically, I didn't, I didn't rip it apart as such, but I basically said, look, you, you need to understand who you going who you are because your brand's all over the place. Um, I probably said it with slightly fruitier language than that. Um, and they came back to me afterwards and said, thank you so much for the meeting. You were absolutely right. If you were anybody else, I would have probably punched you in the face. But the fact that you are you and you put it the way that you put it, um, it, it was absolutely fine. And I understood exactly what you meant. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I just I shoot from the hip. Um, I'm very honest, and if I if I think something's crap, I'm going to call it out, 100%. So, uh, what is the effect that you created with your expressions through all these mediums? 
Um, hopefully, um, I'd like to think I'm just I'm helping people. I, that, that's all I'm really bothered about. I know. Don't get me wrong. It, we all need money to live. We all need money to pay our bills. We all need to have a home or what have you and, and put food on the table. But for me, the content I put out is about helping the likes of yourself and other people understand what they can do with the content they've already got. So if you suddenly make loads of money and decide to come to us as an agency and say, can you help us with creating social content or repurposing what I've already got? Great, brilliant. But that's not what I'm doing it for. What I'm doing it for is to help you understand that I want you as a brand, as a business, as an individual to still be, because let's face it, we're all in very strange times at the moment with COVID and everything else. I want us all to get out the other side of this with still having a brand, a business intact. And so if I can help at least just one person even, but hopefully more than one person, get out the other side of this still with a business because they've followed some of the ideas that I've put out and started creating content and got people talking about them because they're giving value and removing pain points, then that's that's a good thing for me. That's all that's all I'm bothered about is just people creating content and just doing it themselves and hopefully somewhere further down the line they don't get ripped off by an agency who are going to charge them thousands for doing it. So what exactly the service uh, that you are providing right now? Uh, what is the service I provide right now? So, um, I mean, for me personally, um, I do one-to-one -one consultations. So the, the way I work is all my content is free. Everything I put out is completely free. Um, and if you look at anybody else, they kind of follow the same format, that everything that I put out is it's fairly generic. It's These are things you should be doing, but as, say, you were a plumber, I'm not going to give you specific ideas as a plumber. But what I'm going to do is say, you should be blogging. You should be trying to write it at this about this length or so, so that you can get different forms of interaction. You should be doing a podcast. You should be turning that podcast into audiograms and using apps like Headliner. You should be doing video like this and, and editing it down. You should be getting case study videos with clients. That kind of stuff is very generic. So that kind of stuff is completely free for people when they come and follow my channels, whatever channel they go and follow. But what I do to obviously bring business in is I do one-to-one -one consultations. Me personally, I'll sit down with people and help them come up with their whole marketing content creation plan. Um, I help them create content if they need to as a business. If it's a slightly larger brand, we can help them create content for their brand specifically as a whole business. Um, but my my main free stuff is generic. And then, like I say, it feeds into Right, okay, what do you specifically need? What does Sai specifically need as a brand to move forwards? Um, rather than, okay, you should be doing some video, you're already doing it. You should be doing some podcasting, you're already doing it. But you, you get what I mean. Rather than it just being generic, it, I, I kind of give that more in-depth one-to-one feedback and, and breakdown. So there will be a lot of people from different countries uh, will be watching this video. So... Uh, what what they can get from you, like you said already, what you are uh, providing. So uh, from only particular country or from anywhere, from uh, from any any field, like mm -hmm. uh, movies, movies, sports, uh, any field. Any any field, absolutely. Um, I mean, any field can get generic ideas um, from my content, and then any field can come to me. I've I've worked with a lot of variations of brands um, from home furnishings like Ikea to top-end clothing like Burberry 
um, through to gaming consoles with a, a brand called Game uh, and Game Station. Um, so I've worked with a lot of variations of brands, um, a lot of variations of, of types of business as well. Um, so I'd like to think that people can come to me and my creative muscle is always working. I try and make sure I keep it exercised um, so people can come to me and basically I'll, I'll be able to hopefully take things apart and put them back together again for them succinctly and um, they can have a, a, a better idea of what they could be doing for, for whatever aspect of business they're actually in. Um, because the whole thing is, is we all want to be a voice of authority just in whatever area we are an expert. So is there anything else uh, that you wanted to, to, to tell to the world about uh, your service and uh, uh, any good words to the world? Um, the, the, the good words I would give are, number one, if you're going to start creating content, be consistent, be patient, have a niche. So don't just go, I'm going to do one video about cameras. I'm going to do another video about teddy bears. I'm going to do another video about Smurfs. Understand what you want to talk about and what your passion is and make content about that. Um, and um, yeah, don't worry about vanity metrics. So many people worry about the numbers that are coming through, how many likes they get, how many people watch a video, how many people listen to a podcast. That doesn't matter. Sorry, shall I get out of the way? Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so don't worry about the vanity metrics at all for whatever content you put out because your content isn't going to appeal to everybody and you're not going to appeal to everybody. I know the whole world doesn't like me. I know that. And so the, once you get to the stage where you can understand that and you can live with that in peace in the fact that not everybody in the planet is going to like you, then you're in a much better place to keep moving forward and not caring about the vanity metrics and, and kind of realizing in, in your head, it's none of your business what anybody else thinks of you. You just keep plowing forward, putting your passion out, creating content you enjoy creating, and then hopefully the numbers will come afterwards. So these words are very useful uh, for a lot of people. I'm sure uh, they implement what they, what you said. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> so about your service, you want to tell anything that uh, where they can contact you and they can tell, they can meet you? Um, yeah, I mean, people can find me generally if they search how to nine times your social media, uh, how to nine X your social media, because there's no times button on a keyboard. Um, but you can find me that way or um, I'd, I'll send uh, sign my all my um, my links and things like that. And I'm sure I'll be more than happy to, to stick them below and you can drop me an email and find me in different places. Uh, come and check out some of my free content. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast um, and then drop me an email if you want to spend some money, which would be really nice. So definitely I'll put all the links in the description of this video. People who find this video and see our video will, uh, will, will, will reach you. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Yeah. And at last, have you seen any videos of mine on YouTube? Uh, yes, I have. I've, um, I'd, when you first contacted me through Twitter, um, the first thing I did was go and have a check and, and, and see, um, see what you're up to. And it's all good. So what do you say as an expert, sir? You have huge experience and I think you, you created a lot of valuable content. And uh, as an observer, what do you say about my content? Um, I think it's good. You've got, because you've got a natural flow, you let people talk, you actually listen. Um, a lot of people will talk over other people. Um, and so you know where you're going with your next step. A lot of people will listen to what somebody's saying and then struggle with what their next question is going to be because they've, they've got something written down, 
but it doesn't flow as well off the back end of what somebody else has been saying. I think, uh, I think you've got it down to a, a, a T, definitely. That you you listen to what they're saying, you think on your feet, you're good with going to what the next question will be, and trying to tie it into what they've been talking about as well, rather than uh, necessarily being 100% scripted, which is I think what a lot of people struggle with. So you having a lot of experience, you telling me these valuable words, this will be helpful for me and uh, <laughs> valuable for me. I will remember all the time. Good, good. Yeah, keep it in your head. Keep it in your head. I think I think you do a good job. I think you do a great job, definitely. Thank you, sir, uh, for giving me your valuable time and uh, telling me about your experience and about yourself and about your business, about your service and uh, some good words which are which are useful for the for the for the people who are creating content and marketing. Not a problem at all. And thank you, thank you so much for reaching out and asking. It was great. So, so can I put this video on my uh, YouTube channel, on podcast, on internet, on everywhere uh, with you your can, permission? You can put it absolutely everywhere you want. You feel free. Yeah. Thank you very much again. No worries. Great stuff. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Bye. Thanks a lot. This was a Perception Studios production.